By now, I expect that uh, we would have um, shared the link and then we are ready to flow into what God has for us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Tonight, we are talking about the glory of God. The glory of God is a part of God that is key. And just as I explained to us yesterday, God is too deep that anyone who tries to come into him will drown in him. God is too high that the highest flying eagle cannot even see his height. The glory of God is too wide. It is when you experience it that you know it. So, again, this is one of those sermons that I will try to just say one or two things about the glory and then lead us in prayer into the glory. By the grace of God, we'll be praying for at least 30 minutes tonight, at least. So, because tomorrow is Monday, I'll try to close very early. Oh, well, I won't try to close very early. We have two more days to go. So, let's, let's run. As God will help us, we'll pray. And then when I feel a release in my spirit that we are eating the right spot, then we will stop by the grace of God. But um, get ready to get ready to pray for at least 20, I mean 30 to 40, 45 minutes to one hour. My desire is that we'll be able to do about one hour straight prayers tonight but um, let's see how God helps us all right let us run for tonight help us Holy Spirit tonight speak to us change our lives we ask for an encounter with your glory in Jesus mighty name Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 24 Deuteronomy chapter 5 Verse 24. Behold, the Lord our God has showed us his glory. Let's stop there. It is the desire of God that all of his works reveal his glory. If you have had the opportunity, and I'm sure every single person has had the opportunity to buy a product, every product that is made by a creator refers you back to the maker. Look at, for example, some brands of cars like the Honda like the Toyota. They are names of the creators because the creator wants you to know that he made that car. There is no one who labors to make a thing that does not want it to reflect something about it. Or about him, rather. Every time you buy something, you would always see the trademark 
you would always see a part of it that has the signature of the owner or the maker. Let me use that word. And so is God. When God created you, there was a trademark upon your life. And that trademark is called His glory. You would have a picture of this when you look at the first man called Adam. Because it was Psalms chapter 8 that began to explain to us that who is man that thou art mindful of him? Who is the son of man that thou visited him every morning? He said, you have clothed him with glory and with honor. What he means is that that man that God made, the signature of God over his life is called glory. Until Genesis chapter 3, when man fell. That is why when you get to the book of Romans, Romans, I think Romans chapter 5 verse 23 now, it says, for all have sinned, and they are falling short. Not of the status of God. Not of the nature of God. But they are falling short of the glory. Whenever there is a mass production, there are certain things that by the mistake of Whosoever is in charge will not look like the prototype. And that's what it means for a thing to fall short of the glory. And whenever there is a product like that, most times they need to return it back to the factory to correct that error. That was what sin did for man. Sin made us not to become a full expression of the glory of God. But here is what I want you to understand about man in comparison to the present reflection of his life. The man that sinned, the man that has fallen short of the glory of God is a wonder. And this is why I said so. Man has fallen short of the glory of God, yet he can build an airplane that can fly in the skies. And he's sustained as heavy as it is, still does not fall upon the ground. And yet that man is called a fallen man. The man has fallen short of the glory of God, yet he can build a metal that can sit upon the waters of the sea and not sink. And yet that man is what God describes as a fallen man. Man is falling. And yet that same man can dissect another human being, take out 
his heart and put in another heart and bring him back to life. And that man is a folly man. It means to me that if the folly man can do all these things, what can a man in the fullness of the glory of God look like? The closest description to what God wants us to look like is Jesus. Because when you get to Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, it says Christ is the radiance of his glory. Going about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. A radiance of glory. This afternoon before I visited the NCCF for a brief ministration, I had the opportunity to join a service online. After I came back from church anyway. I, I was in church today. And here is what I saw in the church that I watched online. I told them also at NCCF. I joined Dunamis, and, and this is not an advertisement for any church, but I was just a bit joyful that such a thing was still happening because I've not seen it in a while. So I joined Dunamis Sunday service. And for those who attend Dunamis, you'll be able to relate with what I'm saying. Today, the man of God preached about love. How the husband is supposed to love the wife. How the wife is supposed to love the husband. How children are supposed to be loved and vice versa. And of course, after the sermon, I thought that was the end. Just pray and begin to go home. And then all of a sudden, after the sermon, the pastor asked people to come and share testimony. I have not seen that type before. That, that was my first time. And while people were coming to share testimony on a Sunday service where they thought about love, A deaf lady was never heard before heard when the sermon was about love. People who came with afflictions, the lame was walking when the sermon was about love. It was at that point I understood what it means for the glory to be available. In the day that the glory is available, <laughs> you won't need to do a miracle service for there to be a miracle because that's what I'm used to. It has to be called a miracle service 
for it to be a day of miracle. The person that I was with, that we were watching it together, said to me, said, ah, so you are just knowing. This is how the service is every time. Even if it is breakfast meeting, they call people out and they are already healed. Hey! And I said to God, I make a vow. In the day that I will begin to lead God's people as I'm leading now, <laughs> every single day there must be a miracle to prove that the glory of God is available. Because the only person he reminded me of was Jesus. All you need is an encounter with him. Either he touches you or you touch him. Something breaks open. <laughs> Whether Jesus is eating in the Pharisee's house and somebody's child dies, he looks at it and says, the child rises now. And it is so. I refuse to be a man who is not an expression of the glory. So now I understand why a 150,000 seater auditorium is filled in three services. The glory. There are three things that I want to mention about the glory. And I'm already saying part of it. Number one, the glory provokes signs, wonders, and miracles. John chapter 2 verse 11. This is the beginning of his signs that Jesus Christ did in Cana of Galilee and he manifested his glory and the disciples believed him. When the glory of God becomes visible, it is accompanied with signs, wonders, and miracles. It is, that's what follows it. Signs, wonders, and miracles in your life, wherever you find yourself, signs, wonders, and miracles. And it's one of the things that is about to happen tonight. As the glory of God. Oh, thank God. Somebody is here that is confirming what I said. The boy who has never had for 15 years, ears were opened. As the glory of God will fall tonight, signs, wonders, and miracles are about to begin to happen. Things that you thought were humanly possible are made possible in the glory. Number two, when the glory of God shows forth in a place, he gives you a testimony. The Bible said about Isaiah, he said these things Isaiah said because he saw the glory. As Isaiah saw the glory, he began to say things. And he spoke of him. He began to testify of Jesus because he saw the glory. John chapter 12 verse 14. You think you cannot advertise Jesus? You think you cannot evangelize? Wait until you encounter the glory. I met somebody who was saying, Ah, 
I don't like to share a testimony. I'm very shy. Uh, I said, you have not gotten a testimony. That's why. In the day you get a testimony, shyness will leave your head. You will stand before a million people and scream, see what God has done. Glory provokes a man to have what to say. When glory comes, your mouth is so open and loud. You cannot help it. You will go everywhere telling them of what God has done. Have you noticed that every time Jesus Christ healed someone, he said, tell no one. Have you ever found somebody that obeyed it? Absolutely none of them. Say, tell no one, Abby. This one that I've seen, I will tell the world. You can't see glory and not talk about it. You can't see glory and not want your neighbor to see what you have seen. You begin to sing, see what the Lord has done. I, I don't know how, but he did it for me. I can't explain it. When that man that was born blind began to see, the Pharisees came and said, is it Jesus who did it for you? He's a wicked man. He's a devil. Don't follow such a man. <laughs> the blind man said, I don't understand what you are talking about. Whether he's of the devil or whether he's good, I don't know. All I know is I was blind. And this man showed up in my life and revealed unto me the glory of God and now I can see. <laughs> when you see glory, you talk about it. Oh. You can see it and not tell the world what has touched your life. First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 24. 1 Chronicles chapter 16 rather by verse 24. It says tell of his glory. It is grace. It just becomes your testimony. The glory of God. Number three. The glory of God provokes strength in your inner spirit. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. When the glory comes, you're strengthened. In the glory, there's no weakness. Absolutely no weakness because you have been strengthened by reason of his glory. I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice tonight. In your different homes, in your different offices, in your different families, as you begin to ask God for the glory, the glory will swallow up every shame. Let your amen be louder than you just said it. Moses said to God, without my seeing words, he said to God, show me your glory. Isaiah chapter 60, 
verse 1 and 2. Isaiah chapter 60, 1 to 2. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of God is risen upon you. What makes a man to arise and to shine is not by shouting. It's when glory comes. When glory comes, it will look as if you are the best that can do it. (laughs) Glory changes the story. Do you know somebody can be doing something the same way, the same way, the same way? And everybody is saying, we don't want, we don't want, we don't want. And all of a sudden, glory of God comes over it. And a radiance of beauty comes. And it will begin to look as if, where have you been all this while? The answer will be, the glory has come. We are going to be asking for this glory today. What is it that turns men's life around totally? It's the glory that suddenly begins to make a man, even in ministry, to become attractive. (laughs) It's glory, it's glory, it's glory, it's glory. Glory will put you in a point whereby you never thought was possible. And every man who has been a beneficiary of the glory knows that it was beyond me. There's something else making this thing happen. It's called the glory. It's called the glory. I'll give you five prayer points tonight. And I want you to pray it with everything within you. Number one is we, we saw that in Romans chapter 3 that all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So the first thing you are going to do is a cry of repentance. Father, by virtue of the blood of Jesus on the cross, repent of all my sins that has been injuring the full measure of the manifestation of your glory in my life. Conscious sin, unconscious sin, behavioral patterns, character, by virtue of the blood of Jesus, I repent of all my sins, hiding and blocking the revelation of the full measure of your glory. Number two. Father, let your glory provoke signs, wonders, and miracles in my life.
let your glory provoke signs, wonders, and miracle in my life. Signs, wonders, and miracle. Number three. Father, tonight, by your glory, give me a testimony that I can use to advertise you to the nations. By your glory, give me a testimony that I will use to advertise you to the nations. I want to tell of your glory. I want to declare it. I want some people to know that you are God. Give me a testimony by your glory. For some, you know that area is not a general prayer. You want to say, God, by your glory, give me this. So that I will say, on the 11th of September, God gave me glory. This is it, oh. <laughs> you know, there was, there, there, there was someone who was trusting God for the fruit of the woman, attended a conference or one of our conventions and congresses in Redeem. And the theme of the meeting was signs and wonders. So she prayed that God give me a taste of these signs and wonders. And that month she took him. And in following Congress, she brought the children to give glory to God. And guess the name of the children. Signs and wonders. I'm trusting God that somebody under the sound of my voice will give a testimony and say the name of my child is Covenant. Or Covenant keeping God. You can match everything together. Give me a testimony that I will use to advertise you. That I will use to advertise you. Give me a testimony. Next prayer point. Father, by your glory, provoke strength in my inner man. Let an end come to weakness. So, physically, spiritually, mentally. Those words and confession of, oh, I'm tired, I'm this, I cannot do it again. <laughs> by glory, provoke strength in my inner man. Next prayer point. I arise and I shine because the glory of God has come upon me today. You go ahead. What you are praying is just Isaiah chapter 61 and 2. Darkness may cover the earth. Gross darkness may cover the people. 
But the Lord has risen upon me and his glory shall be seen upon me. Let me take it again. I arise. I shine. For the glory of God is upon me. Darkness may cover the earth. Men may say there is a casting down. <laughs> Gross darkness may cover the people. But for Samuel, the glory of God has risen upon me. Ah, and this glory shall be seen. Nations will see this glory. Nations will hear of this glory. Men who have mocked will sing of this glory. You decree it and declare it. Like that. Let me add to this prayer point. This, this is a very serious night. Next prayer point. is from 2 Corinthians 3.18. He said, as they behold him, they have been changed into the same image from glory to glory. And that will take us to the last prayer point. Show me your glory. But we all with open faces beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are being changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the Lord. So the prayer of Moses, show me your glory. As I end tonight, I want to ask you a question that I want you to reply and answer me. Do you want the glory? As I finished my notes of the things that the Holy Spirit was inspiring me, that was the final thing I had. Do you want the glory? Ah, I screamed, yes, Lord, in the car. I want the glory. I want the glory. I'm desperate for the glory. Your desperation will be seen in your anguish. Your desperation will be seen in your prayer. I was in a meeting recently. The meeting grew very wild. <laughs> I saw a young man standing at the back just staring at me. I couldn't understand how you will leave your house in every rain and you came to stand and to look. There are those who will still chat during this prayer meeting. There are those who will still visit Instagram to see one or two pictures. But I know there are some like me. Who is about to go for the next 30 to 45 minutes to ask for nothing <laughs> but give me glory. If you clothed me with glory from the beginning of the earth, ah, that glory must be seen. If you called me your glory, if you called me your glory, it's time. We have waited for this time. Now is the time.
time for this glory to shine bright and nations are drawn to the light. <laughs> it is the appointed time. There is a desperation in my soul. The sounds will begin to play. I don't know when I will come back, but at least I can assure you it will be about 30 minutes. Don't be distracted. Don't wait for me. Just make sure that at least the phone is where you can hear me when I'm back. For the next few minutes, because it's still a few minutes, as the songs play, as the prayers play, I beg of you with the whole of my heart. That was the question he asked me. Do you want the glory? He doesn't ask if he does not have to give. There's somebody under the sound of my voice that God is about to release a glory that provokes signs, a glory that provokes wonders, a glory that gives a testimony that provokes strength. God is about to release glory into your life tonight. Can you go ahead and begin to talk to him now?